Good morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, One Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord our King, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, since without you we cannot please you, let the work of your mercy in all things guide our hearts. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our reading for the 18th Sunday of Pentecost is from 2 Timothy, chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering bound with chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. What do you think when somebody pats you maybe on the shoulder and says, hey, this will make you stronger? For the really young, maybe it's mom trying to get you to eat liver and onions or Brussels sprouts. Notice that they never say eating candy or ice cream or potato chips will make you stronger. As you get older, into your teens or 20s, maybe a coach or a mentor or a teacher, as they give you some arduous drill, long and probably physically challenging, boring, or likely all three, note that they never tell you that hanging out at the beach or going to the movies with your friends will make you stronger. As we get older, We hear that persevering through this situation or that will make us stronger. Improve your diet, take this medicine, complete this extra task, work with that person whom you dread to see. Look, if it was something pleasant, enjoyable, or came at no great cost, they would not have to convince us that it was beneficial, right? Today, we again look at this second letter Paul has written to Timothy. This chapter begins with the encouragement to not only Timothy, but to you and me. Be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. But even as I am thankful for this strength, I admit I have my suspicions. For what will I need this strength? It's like a veteran pastor once warned me about praying for patience, because God will provide new and exciting ways by which you must trust in Him alone. In all three of our readings today, from Luke and from Ruth and, yes, 2 Timothy, we see people struggling with life much as we do. They struggled with health issues. They struggled with relationships. They struggled with circumstances. They struggled with doubt and fear. Struggles we all have or have had or will have. Struggles that seem to take over our lives and have made us their captive. 
Now, in dealing with them, we can be tempted to sin. And if we are honest, we often do. Tempted to find some pleasure to replace the suffering. Tempted to find a way out. Tempted to forego trusting in God and play God ourselves. We feel like we're captives. Like we are bound to our struggles by strong ropes or steel cables. To the leper, to Naomi, to Paul and Timothy, to me and you, the message of hope is clear. The word of God is not bound. Bound by health? The word of God is not bound. In our gospel today, we see a man who suffered from leprosy. Like so many that suffer illness, the leprosy was like a prison sentence to the man. It dominated every aspect of life. It separated him from those he loved. And it forced him to abandon so many things that he enjoyed. It changed his life. I have to say, with my recent health battle, this, of the struggles found in our readings, this kind of resonates with me. Just a few short years ago, I, I had been running marathons and all the training in between. Just before the diagnosis, I had begun to train for a Tough mutter type race. And amid diagnosis, treatment, and recovery, then one can wonder why God allows us to be bound by the challenges of illness. It can become easy to listen to the whispers of Satan. Oh, hey, you're weak. Just give up. But beloved, the word of God is not bound. Jesus met that leper and by his word healed him and nine others. The power of God interceded in this leper's life and cleansed him. The man realized that God had rescued him from something, so he returned to praise and adore his Savior. While some are healed physically by Jesus, then and now, others are not. And frankly, I do not have the answer to why one and not another. But because his word is not bound, I can catch a glimpse of the blessings that come through the physical suffering we endure. I have been blessed to witness others as they realize the gospel is for them. That the Father sent the Son, Jesus, for them. To see the unbound word of God pierce the dark places of our lives and bring his light and love to bear. Bound by relationships? The Word of God is not bound. Health is not the only thing that binds us tightly, that holds us captive. For some, it is relationships, as it was for Naomi and her daughters. Relationships can be quite complicated things, whether with family or with friends. We can both either enjoy them and praise God for the people in our lives, or we can play God and separate ourselves from the very people that He has given to us. You know, it's too bad that we don't know more about Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law. After the deaths of her husband and sons, she decides to shut her daughter's-in-law out of her life. She said, stay here, don't come with me. It won't be good or pleasant. Naomi's words are clear. She finds herself cursed by God for some sin, and the deaths should be blamed on her. How often do we do that? As relationships become challenged. We separate ourselves. We play God and bind ourselves to some guilt or some hidden shame or to just plain selfishness. 
bound to that guilt, that shame, that self-centeredness, God gets obscured. Sometimes we bind ourselves to bitterness and antipathy against those who have sinned against us, rather than see them in need of the forgiveness of God, of being rescued from guilt and shame. We pour out our wrath on them, desiring to see them suffer. We succumb to the whispers of Satan. You have every right to revenge and resentment. But beloved, and maybe you can sense a pattern here, the word of God is not bound. People like Ruth are sent into our lives. People that know our God is not one to abandon us. That guilt and shame should not separate us from God. For Christ already freed us from the sin to which we were bound. They share the gospel with us to encourage us. This is what Ruth did, binding herself to Naomi. This is grace that strengthens us, the gift of the gospel. The word of God is not bound. It penetrates our lives and our relationships. Because of that, we know the promises of God, which not only frees us from our own sin, but from the resentment towards those who have sinned against us. Bound by circumstances? The word of God is not bound. How well the Apostle Paul understands this. Bound by circumstances from very publicly proclaiming the gospel, from establishing communities of faith all over the Mediterranean, he nonetheless sees God's hand working in his life and in his ministry. How often do we allow circumstances to blur the hand of God in the midst of them? How often would we rather not see it, for then we could do what we please? We can succumb to the whispers of Satan. Send God away. He doesn't care and you don't need him. We, we can fix this. Now maybe it is a circumstance beyond our control. Punishment for something like Paul, we don't deserve. Or maybe it is something we do deserve. The temptation to sin is overbearing and imperious. As we want the power of God without the wisdom and responsibility of it. Yet even in the most calamitous of circumstances, Paul declares with great joy, the word of God is not bound. Even as he sits in jail, he hears words of the gospel being proclaimed. We also hear that many in Caesar's own personal guard believed after having been bound to Paul for 12-hour shifts. The word of God is not bound. It penetrates jails, relationships, and lives no matter the circumstances. The word of God is not bound. But it binds us to Christ. Paul reminds Timothy that the word is not bound and to remember the gospel of Christ because there is nowhere on earth that it cannot bring life, hope, mercy, and love. That is the word to pass on to others, that they too might be able to rejoice amid whatever their circumstances and bring this message of hope to the world. Beloved, the word of God is never bound, but it is a binding agent. In fact, Paul closes this section out. He says, the saying is trustworthy, for if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, 
he also will deny us if we are faithless. He remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Beloved, we know that through our baptisms, we are united with Christ in his death and his resurrection. The word of God binds us to our Lord Jesus, who has saved us and strengthens us that we can endure. That is, even in our inconstancy, he is faithful. And his faithfulness encourages our trust. He is constant. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. This is our hope. The constancy of Christ and the strength of his grace. Because we cannot overcome or endure in and on our own strength, but that we can rest in the peace that knows we have been united, bound to our Lord Jesus. This, beloved, is why we gather regularly, to hear these precious and prized promises, to know that Christ is with us no matter our feeble health, no matter our disordered relationships, no matter the circumstances, no matter the lies of Satan, this world, and our flesh, to know we are bound to Christ for eternity and that he strengthens us with grace, mercy, and peace for our endurance to the end. Amen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Let us pray. Gracious God, you call us to fullness of life. Deliver us from unbelief and banish our anxieties with the liberating love of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.